these combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG combos We gon' show you how the world goes Take a look at the world We livin' in it falling apart Put the glass muscle and guns But don't show hard Time to spark a conversation Let that be a lesson Speak the truth in the booth What's up, everybody? Welcome back to AG's Convos. We back here in the PCB studio. It's me, AG, with Mr. Kenny Smith. What up, Joe? What's happening, bro? Shit, brother. Chilling, brother. Welcome to Wednesday. Yeah, another Hump Wednesday. Day. It's hunt day. All downhill from here. Somebody asked me at work, like, uh, it's like, yeah, we got two more days of work. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, but as long as this day get over with, <laughs> And I get over this day, I'm straight. Right. Because Thursday and Friday is usually just fly by. That's right. That's right. I like it. I like it. How you been, man? Good uh, week? Yeah, man. It was it was a cool week. Um, I ain't do shit. Uh, just record. Yeah. Record uh, Real is Real. Record yeah. uh, GB7 podcast. GB7. Um, did a little studio cleaning up. You know yeah, see, I came down here. It's like a whole new ball game yeah, in this place. It's I'm real like, clean down here. I didn't yeah. did mopping and everything. I was like, man, this you gotta you gotta switch up a little bit, man. Plus, well, we was on vacation last week from what well, the week before from uh, the GB Seven podcast, so right. it kind of gave me like, all right, when when my when my cast come back, they'll have a new little setting. Let's right, do right, that. right, right. So, like, yeah, you you spice it up for yeah, us a little. They bit. They was happy as hell. They came down here like, oh hell yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I I'm I try not to judge people's space, so <laughs> I just accept an environment for what it is. Yeah, like, yeah, well, I'm yeah. a complain about it. I'm a clean it myself. Nah, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm actually a clean dude, but right. when it was it get, never messy. Though. When it when it get messy, it can get messy for a nice little minute before I actually clean it again. You it was saying? crowded. <laughs> it was definitely crowded. A lot of shit going on. Messy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I got places I need to push it. Right. If I put it in this place, it'll be a little bit clearer around here. So I did that. Um, that goes with anything in my house, though. Yeah. Even if you go in my closet, you'll be like, "Man, this bitch junky as fuck." But then one day I might go in there and that bitch look immaculate, and you'd be like, "Damn, I mean, you got nine thousand pairs of shoes in that boy, though." So, so I mean, I just when I have time, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm a busy guy. I'll be doing shit, so I'll be like, Man, yeah, "When yeah. I have time, I if I have a little free time, I'll be like, all right, today is a clean day." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know what, man, I um. There's so much that I want to talk about, you know what I mean? And one of the things that kind of hit me recently, I want to get out the way real quick. Are you following this Nicki Minaj story? Uh, about her and the vaccine thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I, I haven't been following it, but it's it's been popping in my timeline, so I've been kind of reading it. Because, too. man, she's been, like, you know, fighting off the demons, you know what I mean? She, getting, she was getting hit pretty hard by, you know, like, the media and by yeah. the news stations and everything. And she's like, look, I'm going to stand behind what I said. I never said that 
I had a problem with the vaccine. I never said that people shouldn't take it. I said that I'm not certain yet. So, you know, it's just been kind of weird watching her kind of defend herself in that. And she, I guess she caught COVID. You know, the, the assumption was she wasn't going to take the vaccine to go to the uh, Met Gala. But the reality of the situation is she had already caught the virus. She said, I'm not taking the vaccine just because of the Met Gala, but that doesn't, I mean, Met Gala, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be taken. It just means I haven't taken it yet. I just got COVID for the VMA. She was getting ready for the VMA. She just had a baby. She's like, I got enough on my plate. And then she brought up some dude with some swollen balls and some other shit that just kind of threw everything off. But I don't know, man, it's just a crazy time. And, you know, you start looking at these government mandates and jobs mandating people to get vaccinated. And it's going to be I mean, it's already been a crazy summer. We saw this coming. Not for the reasons that I suspected, though. Remember, I was thinking the whole George Floyd thing was going to send the police up in arms. And I'm not saying that didn't happen in its sporadic cases, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. So applause to the the city. To the, uh, to the urban communities out here, man, that just kind of stood on the ground and said, hey, we ain't gonna let these dudes off the hook, but at the same time, we ain't gotta act like we didn't lost our minds yeah, either. Yeah. So that was a huge plus, but, um, you know, it ended up being COVID and the vaccine and politics, and it's always something, you know what I mean? So I, I said it, I said it, I said it. Yeah. Even when I took it, I said it. I said, dude, they're going to start making everybody do it. Mm-hmm. They're going to start mandating it. Y'all ain't going to be able to move around here if y'all don't get it. Right. And I knew it was going to be a problem because you're going to still have your people saying, I'm not taking that shit. Then. Right, it's right. over with. Well, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose whatever I got. Dude, I'm just going to have to, y'all going to have to figure it out. Because right. then you got businesses who feel like they don't want to uh, force their employees. Force, yeah. force anybody to do it. Yeah. So it's like, dude, but then you got the businesses who do. Like, I need right. to see proof that you, I think it was a yeah. business out in Lakewood that uh, just started. Where they said they want to see a proof of a vaccine. Yeah, vaccine cards. Or yeah. or a negative proof test. that you got a negative test. Mm-hmm. What was that? LBM? What is that? I'm not sure. LBM? What, yeah, it's a restaurant called LBM. Oh, okay. They, they just had the initials. They never said the whole name. I got you. It. I got you. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's real. You know what I mean? And you got to get credit where credit's due. You know, some people just have that foresight, especially if you're and you're kind of surrounded by it. Because, again, you work in the medical field. So I work, you see firsthand how I work extraneous it is. Real shit, though. Like, I get firsthand emails about this shit because of the, the where I work. The environment you're in, right? So it's like, dude, I know what they're about to start doing. Like, if they right. start making us do it. Oh, they about to make everybody do that shit. Right, right, right. And that's the thing. It started with the medical environment, then it went to the government offices. People just, I mean, I get it. I get I get both, like I've been saying the whole time, I get both sides of the argument, you know. But at some point, you're going to have to take a stand one way or the other and put yourself in one of those boxes, you know. And for the most part, people that are taking it are, you know, they're at least surviving, Living to tell the story, yeah. you know. And some that's people. That's the whole point. Like they like, dude. Regardless if you want to take it or not, you don't take it. You get the virus. You fucking die, or you just get real sick and you end up where you can't even breathe without oxygen, oxygen for the rest of your life, because you didn't take the vaccine. The vaccine is like, like we were saying on our pie. It's not a. It, they're using the wrong term. Right. It should be preventative maintenance, basically. Right. It's not a vaccine. A vaccine cures it, like makes right. it not there. But this is like, 
we gonna end up having to take another shot. It's a supplement. Yeah, it's just it's just to make the symptoms less right harmful to you because it, it's basically like they saying it's inevitable for you to catch it if everybody don't get vaccinated. Yeah, somebody gonna you're gonna be around it one day and you're gonna catch it. Right. But if you vaccinated, you might live to tell that story. But I, that's not to say that people who was vaccinated died from it. They said this yeah. lady had a obituary in the in the um, mm-hmm. in the newspaper, and they said she was vaccinated, but she went around some unvaccinated people, and she got it and died. Yeah, they, her uh, her daughter, I think, put in the actual obituaries because of those who decided not to get vaccinated that she's not here. That's you know, crazy. she did everything she could to protect herself, but, you know, she still wasn't protected by her environment. So I get it, man. I mean, I, like I said, I get everybody's opinion. Right. Everybody's sides, entitled it, to Everybody's it. entitled to what they're entitled to. You can't right. make nobody do what they don't want to do. Right. But it's going to get worse. It's serious. It's a serious situation, man. And it's not a laughing matter, even though... I'll be honest, Trevor Noah had me dying laughing talking about this shit. <laughs> but he a goofy dude, though, so, you know, you get credit. Like I said, you get credit where credit's due, man. And realistically, that's kind of what I want to make this podcast about, you know, giving credit where credit's due. You know, we make it a point to try to give people their flowers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's a phrase that it, Dave kind of pounded in my head, and, you know, we do enough. We We do our best to make sure he's acknowledged for what he does and, you know, he's definitely uh, sung my praises more than one time. And, you know, it got me to thinking, man, like, you know, I'm thinking about us. I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about real is real. And I'm looking at this and I'm going this at the end of the day, there's one man that kind of make this all happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we in your basement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and don't get me wrong. Everybody loves the quality of your work. You know, you're a background guy. I'm an engineer. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just a background guy. Just some bullshit. But <laughs> so in that capacity, I try to give you your space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the truth. You know, you don't want to see yourself as a podcaster. That's fine. I don't blame you. I'm not a podcaster either. I'm a. I'm a. But I'm, I'm a, famous though. Because everywhere somebody artist. go, they always asking about me. Like where boots at? Right. Why y'all want to see me? <laughs> y'all don't need to see me. I'm just. I. I'm just. If. If I'm not here. I, it don't happen. So you're going to hear me on every podcast. They want to just hear my voice. They're going to ask me questions. I'm sitting here. All right. <laughs> and you got to get credit where credit's due. You know what I mean? So, but you don't, you don't shine a light on somebody that they don't necessarily see themselves in. Yeah. But at the same time, while I acknowledge that, <laughs> there is another light. Right. Because we are in the midst of something very, very special, man. Mm-hmm. And we are about... If I'm if I'm fortunate, if I'm reading this right, we're about thirty days from a trickle turning into a river. A river. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm I can't wait. But on the face of that is who's behind this operation. So you look at GB Entertainment. Mm-hmm. That ain't just me. No. That's, That's me us. And, that's us. That's me right? And you. I mean, yeah, I'm the business face of it. Yeah. I'm doing all the orchestrating and that shit, but it don't operate unless we both in yeah, yeah. tandem with each yeah. other. So people know who I am. So I want to give people an opportunity to know who you are. Yes. So this is the <laughs> this is the Boosie, aka Kenny Smith episode. <laughs> it's time for Kenny to let y'all know what he about. Because I everybody, like you said, people always ask about you. People always want to know what's up. But it's 
it goes a little deeper than that. You know what I mean? It was funny because I was talking to somebody earlier today and I told him I was going to actually say this. I was like, you know, now that you didn't brought that to my attention, I got to bring it to his. Because again, how often do you hear the kind of impacts you have on people's lives? And she was telling me about how, you know, every so often she kind of get overwhelmed at work. And she'll find herself just screaming out, it's the Jeep Beat 7. And it just like wake her back up. You know what I mean? She's like, and I'm back on my grind again. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He needs to know that. He needs to know that he has that kind of impact on people. I'm glad that people uh, like my energy. They, I I try to, I'm a performer. Like I tell Dave every time and like I tell anybody else to say I'm a podcaster. I, I can be a podcaster all I want, but. At the end of the day, it's all a performance to me. Like right. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm in front of a mic. I hear things. I'm not just listening to this podcast. I'm not just listening to you talk. I'm listening to what's going on right. for real in my headphones. Right. So if something go wrong, I gotta fix it. You gotta tweak it. So I'm, right. um, um, that's how I think of things. So when if if a conversation get kind of weird, I know how to switch it up. I mean, it's just a performance. It's like a right. play to me. Like like you just sitting there and you just watching a movie. And you want it to play out how you play out. I'm thinking about the people who will listen to this and how they right. feel about it. All that stuff running through my mind, even though people might be sitting over there just giving out information or just saying what they want to right. Just talking. Right. And But, but you're working. It's not entertainment unless it's entertainment. Right. So I and, I, wanna, I, and I I'm know, admittedly I, not an entertainer. Yeah, I but, might be entertaining in what I say and think and yeah, how I convey. You're very my very smart. So therefore, listening to you is wise. But to have somebody with a with, with kind of an entertaining, goofy spirit, it makes you a little bit better because now you can bring that out in yourself, which you usually probably wouldn't even do as much. You know what I'm saying? We probably be just sitting here just talking. Well, I mean, shit. no, I ain't that fucking boring. But I'm, I'm just saying, no, <laughs> no. You, but you're right. I mean, if it was, if it was all content with no context, with no. What if I didn't say nothing yeah. while you down here? I just let you just talk. Uh, I would bring somebody else. In <laughs> like, hey, he don't want his mic. Put somebody a, on that mic. But you got a lot to say, though. I do. So it ain't even, I do. But you know, and but that's the that's the beauty of podcasting, and that's the beauty of the human connection. We have to have somebody yeah, to feed off. Feed off of. Off of yeah. We can't. I mean, if I'm just sitting here talking and talking and talking and nobody is responding, I'm not getting any feedback. It's like, I guarantee you that's a show that wouldn't make it past 15 episodes. Yeah. I mean, know, unless not unless you... I said, I don't care who listens or who don't, I'm going to record anyway. But 25 episodes in, I yeah. got two people you listening. You got to have some type of in- interaction with right. somebody. Right. You got you to do that. That's how people connect. Mm-hmm. You know, people are constantly yelling at the radio when they listening to me talk because I be saying some off the wall shit. <laughs> you know, and it's like, ah, oh, I wanted to you know, yank your head they, off when you wanna, say it. Yeah, they want to sure dig do. deeper with you. They really want to have a personal conversation with you right. after, they, after you say certain shit. Hey, I'm going to say it again. Anybody <laughs> that wants to be on this show, anybody that wants to debate, communicate, anybody that wants to contribute to this content, all you got to do is say the word. However you can communicate with me. Mm-hmm. And you can communicate with me wherever you're listening, even if we're not immediate, direct, personal contacts. You can leave a message in Anchor. You can leave a message in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a way to say, hey, look, I don't like the direction you're going in or I love the direction you're going in. But I want to add this to that conversation. I will put anybody on the air. Yeah. I put Donald Trump on this boy and hold hold a conversation with him. Just hold a conversation. Yeah. It's this is what we do. It's quality. It's just absolutely. It's just what it what it is. And we have nothing to hide. I definitely have nothing to hide. Nah. I don't care if you 
agree or disagree with my opinion, yeah. I prefer you disagree with it yeah. so I can have a reason to reconsider it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's, it's pretty cool to uh, to hear people uh, out there like when when I if if you run into somebody and then we talking and all of a sudden they say, I was listening to the pod and you said and mm-hmm. I'd be like. You was really listening to me when I said that? <laughs> I had to think about it because a lot of times I say shit and I forgot I said it. Right, right. But they verbatim it to me, back right. to me and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? And then I had to explain myself to them. But at the end of the day, I'm still sticking with my, my guns. This right. is what I said. I said it because I said it. And that's the thing, you know, be, knowing that people are that in tune to our discussions mm-hmm. keeps us honest. It keeps us on our toes. It holds us accountable for everything we say and do. Yeah. So that's why I try not to dig into details that I'm not 100% certain yeah. on. You know, every so often I might bring something up without having all the details. And I apologize for that sometimes because, you know, when you give people bits and pieces of a story and not the whole thing, my my goal is to make them research it for themselves. Yeah. I don't want to be That's your why news we got source. Google people. Right. I don't want to be your news source. I right. just want to make you aware of something and spark and the you conversation. Can, you can actually go look it up for yourself and then right. if if I'm wrong or if he wrong or if anybody's wrong, shout you can it out. Shout it out on the comments like uh I found I researched that and such and such and such and mm-hmm. such. Uh why don't you call in and tell us that? Yeah, like when I <laughs> I remember I said something I was quoting that whole um Act as a child, do as a child, but when you, yes, somebody, you know that's a Bible verse, right? Yeah, I know that's a Bible verse. That's not the point. <laughs> point is, I wanted somebody to say, hey, idiot, that's a Bible verse. Well, you can call and say it. Yeah. Hey, bro, you know that's, yeah, okay, thanks for clarifying. I'm just, I'm happy that you listened. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. That's it's the like, whole point. You and were I, one of my listeners. That's raw. All right, and I love to throw stuff out there. I don't always do it intentionally, but I intentionally and frequently will just throw something out there just to see how people react to it. And I had somebody else tell me um, not too long ago, it's like, you know, you was kind of going down the wrong direction with this whole topic. But I saw that as you went along, you kind of corrected yourself. I'm like, well, I put it out there as people have put it out there to me. Mm -hmm. The whole point is to make sure that we all understand what it's meant to be. But, you know, somebody come out the gate and say, this is the situation. Well, I know that ain't the situation, but that's the word on the street. Yeah. Now let's correct the situation yeah. and move forward. You know, but that's how I operate. Yeah, but, but you got it. That's just like uh, everybody. Like uh, right now, I, when I after the Met Gala, mm-hmm. you got had all these people talking about Kim and Kanye was at the Met Gala, but it wasn't Allegedly. Kim and Con- right. Kanye. Right. It was Kim and the director of Balenciaga. Right. There, which was a whole nother dude, but he had on the Kanye gear though. Like right. you would think that was Kanye, but right? But it really wasn't. And the story went the next day. The story was out that it was Kanye. Like Kim right. and Kanye show up at the da da da, like all these headlines. And I'm sitting here like, that was not the case though, right? Because I, I heard the story already. I know it wasn't Kanye. I know it was this guy, right? You know what I'm saying? But but you can't start off saying Kim and this other guy showed up to the Met guy. The first thing you're going to think of that was Kanye. Right. If I would have said that, seen it, I would have been like, oh, that's Kanye right there. Right. But unfortunately, I heard, I was listening to the radio early in the morning the next day, and mm-hmm. they said that it wasn't him. So right. once they said it, I was like, oh, I would have thought that was Kanye. Right. That's, I think that was the point. Yeah, you know? like, but like, that's how you make news. That's how you make headlines. I mean... Yeah. Sometimes. Once again, Kim Kardashian is number one on the t- on the trending topics for, you know, the six hour news cycle because of a picture that everybody else misinterpreted it. 
you know, like they say, there's no such thing as bad press. I don't know. She's back in the news, so mission accomplished, you know. But but again, that's how I think. Yeah, I just... It, but this ain't my episode. But this your episode. It's cool. So this your episode. <laughs> so do you mind being interviewed? No, I don't mind. Let's, well, I just... Okay. I, let's do it. You're my business partner. Yes. You know what I mean? And I know what I know about you, mm. but I'm asking people to trust me and right. trust my judgment. Well, right. Who is this guy that's always with you? It's that's part like of the business. Right. I got to trust him, too. So just want to put, I mean, we ain't, ain't going to spill no beans. No, no. We, I don't I, need I'm, nobody to know how much money you make and what's nah, in your bank account nah, and how straight. many girls you can fuck. We ain't got to go down the road. We're roads. straight. Right. But I'm I do want to, I don't, I want to, I want to put a little bit of information out there. And you know me, I like to work backwards. Right. So I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it right now. Right. You know, you just got this degree. Mm-hmm. You know, you're officially a certified, you know, industry trained, accredited audio engineer, yes. yada, yada, blah. What are you doing with that? Um, what am I doing with that degree? Yeah. Uh, shit. What you, what you see we doing now? I'm starting a business. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, the whole point, how we got to this point anyway, mm-hmm. is because I wanted to expand my business. Yeah. And, when I wanted to expand my business, the whole thing was, all right, I can do it on my own. I can try to work my way from the ground up and just work out my basement and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. But I end up having a conversation with the man across from me, <laughs> and who is Arthur, and he, uh, I told him what I wanted to do. And the whole thing was, dude, why are we not doing it? And I'm like, dude, I don't know how to even start that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even get to that point? Like, to get into a building and do this and do that and have things. And and at the end of the day, I don't have a degree in this shit either, though. I'm really really working audio engineering off of accreditation, basically. Mm -hmm. People saying that they like my mix or people saying that they like how I do my thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know what I'm doing. I just know that I know how to do, I know how to make some music and make it sound good. Right. I know how to make a podcast and make it sound good. Right. But other than that, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so um, once you put that in my mind and you told told me like what where we could go with it. Right. It kind of changed my direction of, all right, if, if we can get, if, if we can get to that point of it, I need to go to school. Right. So, which which took me to a whole little research situation, and I instantly found a school that was right for me, and I was like, oh, I'm doing this. Right. Um, I did it. And yeah. now I'm at the point where, all right, I got the degree. Now all I have to do is just practice, 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 because that's what they tell you right. when you're in school. Like, once you learn all these things, you you have to practice it to get it down. Like, this is not like you're going to walk out of here and instantly – know everything about audio engineering Uh you have to keep practicing you have to keep studying there's always new ways to do things Uh everybody's mix is not the same everybody mix mix differently everybody do different things so learn from the people who've been in the game for a minute and learn from uh youtube and reading books whatever you can do and just playing with the equipment to expand your knowledge of it right luckily i was already into this though exactly yeah so me going to school, it kind of I breezed through it because everything that they was teaching me, I was really already doing. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I had did in the past, and I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. 
and it ended up being it was the right way to doing it, but I just stopped doing it because I'm like, man, this shit's stupid. <laughs> why am I doing this? Because right. I didn't know what I was doing. So right. I'm like, why am I doing this? Right. And once they told me in school why I was doing it, I've had to double back and come back to it though. Like, oh, this is why I was doing that. Really, and does it works. Make a difference, right? You know what I'm saying? It makes a difference. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day, that I mean, my whole goal with this this whole degree is to become a better and better, better audio engineer with this shit to the point where I'm kind of known as the person to go to right? when it comes down to making a song. And, and I know a lot of people who are the go-to people, right. you know what I'm saying, in the music industry in Cleveland. And I know those people. Some mm-hmm. of them people inspire me to be who I am today. Right. Um, and my thing is I want to be better than them. You know what I'm saying? Even though even (laughs) though they're my people though. Like I like you and I like the way you do things. I just want to be better than you and I want to do it differently. I don't want to do it the same way you're doing it. I just want to be different. Which is why we made some tweaks. And we tweaked some things and we we go through some things. So um yeah, I just wanna be that person. That person that everybody go to and be like, Yeah, and I know it can happen. Right. It's just I, like I said, once, like you said, once this river start flowing, I don't think it's gonna be no stopping it. It's gonna be like, what the, what is going on? Right. Like, dude, you're doing a lot. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like in vacation mode right now. Like, yeah, you are. Right, I ain't doing shit <laughs> until well, that could change shit. right now. Cause <laughs> I got plenty to put on your plate, bro. I'm in vacation mode though, but cause uh, next month is my birthday month, so. Mm-hmm. I know I'll be on vacation twice that month. Right. So I'll be on vacation at the beginning of the month. I'll be on vacation at the end of the month. But after those, after those two vacations that I take, uh, it's going to be just straight I, work. I might let you get through the holiday season, but not too it's far. It's going to be straight so yeah, it's work. Gonna, it's about to get wild. But I work all the time, though. Little do niggas, little do niggas know when I say vacation, it ain't really vacation because right. I'm always working. Right, I'm right. always doing something. Right. It ain't never just a sit down. and My vacations is... If I don't have to do a pie, which is far in between right. the week, that's like a vacation day to me. Like, all right, I ain't really got to do a pie. Mm-hmm. I can sit down and chill. Or if I want to edit the next day, then I got some work to do. Right. So it's up to me how I, how I work that. But I'm trying to do better with that and get things going in another direction. Yeah, so, you know, you, you've kind of referenced something that I want to touch back on. Um, you started this whole conversation off saying I'm an entertainer. I'm a performer. I'm sorry, that was the word you used. Mm-hmm. So why engineering? How did that happen? Um, performing, I've always performed. Mm-hmm. My whole, since, I want to say elementary. Mm. I was in choir in elementary. I was in, once I got out of elementary, I went to, um, during high school, I was in choir. I was in drama. I was in middle school basketball. I played uh, middle. I did middle school track, shot put. Like I was always in the mix of all the other kids, the cool kids and the uncool kids. I was like in the middle. Right. Like I was a cool kid, but I was still hanging with some uncool kids. Though, right. Right. Because I ain't got no preference though. If you're a cool right. person, you're cool to me. But um, yeah. So I always performed. Then when I got to high school. I ended up going to uh, Martin Luther King High School, and I got into choir there. I got into uh, drama there. I got into basketball. I played tennis. I did uh, um, all 
all types of community service, um, joined the BRIC program. Um, just did, I just always was in the mix of things. Right. And it's just, and, and all these things made me a performer. I remember, I remember my first performance in junior high in front of people by myself. Hmm. I always used to be in the choir and you in a group of people, so you're just there. My first talent show, I decided oh, that I was going to go up there and sing a song. It was a... Uh, you can't just say a song. What uh, was it, bro? Minute Large. I'm So Alone. <laughs> I wanted to go up there and sing that on my own. Mm. So, of course, when you have talent shows, they let you go. We practice for them. You know what I'm saying? You go and you sing a little song in practice, and I was doing good. Mm-hmm. They come for the, the talent show. I go mm-hmm. up there. Sweaty palm. I time. get up there and I'm like, all right, it's my turn. The song start. I'm just standing there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I, this is my first time by myself on a stage in front of a whole school, though. Mm. Is this the whole school there? Right. So I'm sitting there like, so then when I finally say something, when I finally start singing a song, it didn't even come out how I would sing it, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I know I can sing this song because I'm always singing it. Mm-hmm. But I was so scared it came out like, we were together. <laughs> just, I, I, it was just terrible, dude. When I say terrible, like, this is my first performance. It was terrible. It was oh, so terrible funny. that, you know, when the crowd starts singing with you, it's all bad. Like, right, they're right. singing the song, too. So. Well, well, I mean, they could have booed you. They could have apologized. But, but, they, but they, yeah, they, they didn't. They so, sung it with yeah, me. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I got through that. That was my first performance. Mm. Usually, when you do something like that, you would think somebody would up. run aw- right. run away from it. Like I, that's just not for me. I right. can't do crowds. Right. Me, no. I face the fear, yeah, so yeah. I get back in front of the crowd again at a play. I play. I, we we did a play one year. It was called uh, Hey Little Walter. Mm-hmm. We did the play. I was one of the main characters. I was uh, Walter's friend, so I was one of the main characters. I had a lot of parts. Yeah. And I I was cool, right? But everybody in the play had their own by their self solo segment where they got out there and they did this whole speech basically mm. that was part of the play, mm-hmm. and it was my turn. I thought I had this down. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying my lines and I was saying my lines, and all of a sudden I forgot. The rest of my lines, though. Mm, so I'm, yeah. like, standing there, and I don't know nothing, though. I'm just standing there. Mm. And I hear I hear, my, I hear, hear the drama teacher kind of trying to feed me the lines, but I can't really hear her, so I don't know what to say. So I just stood there, like. <laughs> they go drop the curtains. <laughs> you got to drop the curtains. I don't know. I can't remember what to say. Ah, Second time a big fail. You know what mm. I'm saying? Wait, think, did you cry? Because I know you was a crybaby no, back I in the didn't, day. No, I didn't cry. I well, just took good. it. I took it as what it was. And, right. and I, I, I failed that time. Mm. You would think 0 for I, 2. You would think I would quit. Right. Nah, I didn't quit. <laughs> I went back out there. Once I got to high school, I went back out there. And high school, I had a little bit more confidence. Oh, yeah. So... Can't piss the girls off. I, I, I make kinda, a fool of yourself. I kind of got it. Like, right. I was able to, my confidence was up because I had a lot of people telling me that I could sing mm-hmm. and I could do this and I could do that. So it was like, oh, so I think I can and I'm just doing it in front. And in high school, 
they had like the spotlights. Mm. So when you got a spotlight on you, you can't see. You the don't crowd. see the crowd. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I kind of wasn't really seeing the crowd. I was right. just standing in the light. There was just a light, and I'm singing to a light. Right. So I uh, I did um, what I do in high school. Um, Blackberry molasses. Blackberry molasses. Mm. I did that, <laughs> and I, I I tore it up though. It was a good. Go. It was a good one. So everybody was happy. It was like, ah, oh, you did that. Da, da, da. Then I did a Christmas play, and I sung um, White Christmas. I, mm. I I sung that, blew that out the water. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting good at this thing. <laughs> okay. And I just kept performing. Then I got into some fashion shows. I just kept putting myself in front of a crowd. Right. Just kept putting myself Overcome out there. It. Overcome keep, it. Come, keep putting yourself in front of a crowd. One day, you'll be able to just perform in front of anybody, and it's just you. This is who you are. Right. To the point where I'm at now, where now I just go to a show and I just do my thing, and I can care who less who's in the building, though. Like, right. um, One thing I do got to work on is my, um, my eye contact. I mm, I, yeah. I kind of get out of that when I'm when I'm, zone. when I'm you can tell. when I'm performing. Yeah. I kind of like sometimes I close my eyes and I'm just I'm just zoned out. Right. And you got to think about that you're really performing. Like you're really like people They're are literally looking at you. Right. You're know right. saying like they staring at you. You got to give them something to see. They hearing something, but they got to you got to give them something to see. So I'm working on that part of my performance. But I like that's, that. That's how I got into performing. Right. So. And, it's easy for me to get there. And, you know, it's it's, it's interesting you kind of get that perspective because, you know, when you look at the Michael Jacksons and the Beyonce's of the world, some performers, Chris Brown, some performers are born. Some people yeah. are just born to perform. Yeah. But it takes a real talent and a hell of a lot of effort to be made into a performer. Yeah. And you clearly made yourself into yeah. a performer. You didn't go any acting schools. You didn't go any music cl- or, you know, And it would have helped so schools. much. Right, I'm sure. Did but you myself. didn't do that, you know? And, and I mean, I think that's that's commendable. Yeah. But somehow, you end up on the other side of the curtain as the engineer as opposed to the performer. What what drew you to that side of the well, curtain? Well, what happened was I was, um, when I... By the time I got to college, I did go to college and went to Central State University. Shout out Central State. Mm-hmm. Um, Homecoming coming. Yeah. And I um, I got there, and music wasn't nothing on my mind then. Right. I kind of went to college, and it was like, high school is over. Now it's college. I was I played a lot of basketball, so I was really heavy in basketball. I used to play basketball all the time. That's how I mostly met a lot of my friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Basketball is so, so social that... Soon as you go somewhere where you don't know nobody, go to the basketball court. Go to the hoop, right? And you will meet a lot of people because if you got a little talent, you will end up on a team, end up learning their names, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm Boots," blah, 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 and then everybody just know who you are. Um, so, I once I got to uh, college, I wasn't really into music. Period, though. Music, I didn't even major in it. I didn't care about no music at, right. at all. Um, it wasn't until like my sophomore was it my no my junior year mm-hmm. my junior year down there three years um i moved off campus and i moved into an apartment building and i met this uh the one who made me and gave gave me the music thing my mm-hmm. dude link shout out link link uh stayed down the hall from me in mm-hmm. the same apartment building and he had he from cleveland also so you know when you from when you go to a college away most cities stick with each other. 
So if you say you're from Cleveland, everybody from Cleveland mess with each other. So right. once he told me he was from Cleveland, I'm like, oh, yeah, where you from? He's like, Superior, 86. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, boom, boom, boom. We cool. Um, and he started telling me that he sing and he write poetry. Huh. He was like, uh, I got some boys in Cincinnati. They got a little studio hookup. We can go out there. He was like, do you rap? I was like, man, I can rap. I can freestyle a little bit. I, I used to do that shit with my brothers and them. He was like, man, write a rap. He was like, just write a rap and see what you can do. Uh -huh. I'm going to give you a beat. So he gave me the beat. He left, went down to his apartment. So I, I'm sitting in the apartment just chilling. So I'm like, I'm about to write to this beat. First rap I ever wrote. I don't even remember what it was. Uh -huh. But I wrote it. I went down to his apartment, knocked on his door, like, dude, I made the rap. I rapped it. He like, yeah, you got it. He was like, we're going to go to Cincinnati, da-da-da. We're going to go do this, do that. So we ended up in Cincinnati. Come to find out they got this little bootleg-ass setup down there. Mm. So I'm like, uh, we ain't even really make no music because whatever they had set up wasn't even working. Mm. So we was just down there. And it was his boys because before he went to Central State, he went to, he went to uh, UC. So he knew his friends was down there. So he was like, um, we'll figure it out. We'll just have to go buy all the stuff ourselves. So mm -hmm. he ended up going to buy all the studio equipment. And when he bought all the studio equipment, we hooked up the studio equipment in our kitchen. Because down the line, we ended up moving together. And mm -hmm. in our kitchen uh, was a pantry. We turned the pantry into a booth. And mm -hmm. then... At the kitchen table was where the computer was sitting, and we would sit at the kitchen table, and the booth was right there, and we would, we would, but that's that was uh, that was the first program I ever had to learn. I forgot what it was called. It was some kind of program, music program. Mm -hmm. I learned that one, and we used to record ourselves. Uh -huh. New, new music was shitty for real, like quality wise, but yeah. it was good music because we were creating it. So we made a few mixtapes, called ourselves the Kitchen Entertainment because it was in the kitchen. <laughs> so we called ourselves the Kitchen Entertainment, Hell's Kitchen Entertainment, Hell's really. Kitchen, right. yeah. So we was in there and we was doing that, and I did that for years down there. Like I, I didn't, I was in, I was down in Central State for like six years because even when I wasn't in school, I was still down there living, living there. there. Yeah. So I'm down there and I'm learning this program, but then when I came home finally. I linked up with my little cousin, Tezo. And Tezo used Pro Tools. Mm -hmm. So he was showing me that he know how to use this Pro Tools and da 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 And I'm like, oh, it's kind of similar to the pro program that I, I use, but it was different. Mm -hmm. So he started showing me things on that. And I, he used to be my engineer. Like, I just literally had him recording me. But then, you know, family start flaking on you sometimes. It happens. And he started flaking on me on a lot of things. And mm -hmm. me and him was really in cahoots for a long period of time. I was giving him a chance. Then he would flake on me. Then I'd give him another chance to flake on me. And I'd give him another chance. But all this time that he doing this, he teaching me this program also, though. Like, he teaching me what he does when he mixes me. He's teaching me, like, what he do on this program. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking what he's teaching me. And I'm sitting here like, I can do this stuff myself, man. I don't mm -hmm. need Tez, for real. Like, I, that's how I'm feeling. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need you, dude. So I finally break down and buy all the equipment. My, now, this was my last ch chance with him because I bought all the equipment for him. Mm -hmm. He gave me everything to buy. He was like, we went through the little catalog on Z-Zown. He was like, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. And I bought it. Mm -hmm. We uh, opened up a studio on 52nd, West 52nd. 
Uh, mm. It's a warehouse over there where bands go to practice and mm. they rent out these rooms. Okay. So I rented out one of the rooms. Uh, my cousin, shout out my cousin, he a drug dealer, but he ended Price. up funding it yeah. with me though. He went half with me. He like, dude, I think this will work. Let's do right. it. You got an engineer. I got some people who want to rap. We can right. make some money. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we did it. I put the equipment in there. Flaked on me again. He wouldn't come to no studio sessions I was trying to book for him. Like, because I don't know how to use this stuff. I'm sitting here, got the equipment waiting for you. Um, which prompted me to really learn the equipment now. Right. So I had to sit there, learn it, and I'm learning it, and I'm learning it, and I'm getting better and better and better. Then I moved here, and I was still learning it here, though, but I was getting better right. and better and better and better. Matter of fact, a lot of a lot of this equipment down here was from the first time I bought equipment, though. Like, a lot of this stuff down here was, like, the first time I bought some wow. equipment. For the 52nd studio? Yeah, for the studio that we had on the west side. So I was just getting better and better at things, and to the point where I was good enough that people was like, I want to come and book some studio sessions with you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting people to actually come and book studio sessions. With me directly, right? Yeah, but like I said, it took the time, all that time, like years down the line before me and you linked, before right. I really took it super seriously and went to school for it. Though. Yeah, now something happened between when you started to get good enough and I basically put that challenge out there to the whole team. Mm. Something happened in there because it was like you were climbing, you were going at it, and then it kind of plateaued. Yeah, it 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 came to a point where um, I had people coming down here, they were recording, but then I had people coming down here and they were record, and then they only got twenty five bucks at the end of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my, the money situation started being weird. So I'm like, dude, y'all can't just keep coming down here. And then they coming down here playing. Like, they, you, I'm like, dude, how many hours you want? They say they want two hours. All right, bet. That's 50 bucks. Come on down. I got you. They get down here, and they down here for four hours mm -hmm. because they didn't have a rap written when they came down here. They thought that two hours was going to get them enough time to write a rap and then come down here and spit the rap. And me mix the rap all within two hours, and I'm like, dude, you don't you don't think that's gonna be a longer time? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I was doing it because I'm a cool dude, though. Like, I don't really like at the end of the day, all it all it was for me was practice. It was like right. practice, practice, keep doing it, keep doing it. You're gonna get better at it, and to the point where I was making them sound so good that they didn't want to go to nobody else but me. Hmm. But they don't got no money though, so now you ain't got no money. Or you only got this much money and you expect to get the same product that you was getting before. That's not enough time for me to make that product, bruh. Mm -hmm. Unless you came down here and you were spitting off the top of the head instantly and getting it out of here and I'm able to get you out of here. Right. So I had to kind of cut them <clears throat> off. Mm -hmm. You get nothing. I dealt with a few other people, cut them off. I, I had a lot of cutoffs in my life, in, in this right. process. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I I kept doing stuff, kept doing stuff, kept doing stuff, and then I'll have to keep cutting people, I'll keep cutting people, I'll keep cutting people. A lot of this music that's on my computer are people who I don't even make music with no more or even deal with anymore mm -hmm. because they flaked on me so heavy. Like, I'm, I'm just, I was just like, you know what? 
it got to the point where I wasn't trusting nobody but myself. And it was like, dude, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it by yourself. Mm. But then when they started coming back around me, mm-hmm. it kind of brought back my real circle, my circle right. that I started with when it was my high school days. Like, right. I left that circle for so many years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to school and I kind of left, like, right. went missing. Well, like you said, you moved down there. On yeah, top I of literally moved. I yeah. didn't come home, period. Like, it was over with. Even though they was down in Cincinnati, like, that was the most I would see them because I, I was able to take that hour drive and go to the natty and see them. But well, once everybody than, moved yeah. back to the crib, or everybody was back at the crib or wherever they went, it was over with for the everybody. I was like, shit, I got a whole nother fan friend base now. Like right. college friends, they all from all these different states. Mm. And it, it just changed it your environment a little yeah. bit. But you came back. Yeah. You know, Dave kind of relit that fire. You, yeah. You, I mean, you never lost the interest. Yeah, it, you it, just unfortunately grew up. it was through tragedy, but what w- you mean? What, uh, when my stepfather died. When my stepfather died, I reached out to Dave first. Yeah. That was the first person I called. Yeah, right. Because I know that at the end of the day, when I, it was a time in my life where I was dealing with this girl and we were going through problems. And the first person I called was Dave. Hmm. It was like well, Dave. He, I mean, he's 25 years in. It, it, was, it was like Dave was my go-to guy to talk to. Yeah. And he always gave good perspective. So I, right. I'd be like, dude, let me call Dave and see what he doing, let me pull up on Dave, you know right. what I'm saying, and see what he doing. And when my stepfather died, he was the first person I called because I know he knew my stepfather, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we were kids all hanging around with my stepfather. So right. it's like, he died, I got to call all my niggas. You know what I'm right. saying? I got to call them now. Like, dude, Wim gone. Right. And I know how they going to feel about that. Like, fuck, that's crazy because they right. remember being in my house and being there with him. Right. So, um, yeah, when I called Dave... We re- we we linked, and we just spent a lot of quality time together, getting ready for the funeral and all this thing, and and the repast because I had did the repast and we cooked a whole bunch of food, and found out that he liked podcasting, like found mm-hmm. out that he, that was something he was really really into, yeah. And I couldn't get into it, like he would literally sit there and play podcasts while we cooking, and I'm like, can we listen to music? Right. That's what people do when they cooking, dude. We got right. the music playing. He got a whole podcast going, though. And we sitting there just listening to it, but they were interesting. So I was like, uh, I guess I can listen to this stuff. Right. And um, all of a sudden, he was like, see, this is what I want to do. I just want a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I can do that for you. Hmm. I can make that happen. All I got to do is buy some more mics. I got one mic. I can buy a few more. Mm-hmm. And... Shit, we just sit down there and chop it up. I, and he was like, all right. And then all of a sudden, this is what happened. Like, it was just like, boom. Organic as hell. Let's do it. And then he had all these other people who was in the, into the same thing but didn't have nowhere to do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. bring them all down here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go, all, we can, I can just switch it out, period. Like, we ain't even got to do music right now. We can just do all, all right. podcasting. Right. Because that was the new thing. If everybody listen to podcasts, then. That's what we record. Let's jump into that. Right. <laughs> And it was funny because, you know, when I came into the fold, it was on the strength of, okay, I'm about to go independent. I'm about to start pushing people in a certain direction, but I'm about to start pushing people to the point of being uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what I asked you. Who ready to get uncomfortable? Yeah. You said, who ready to take some chances? Take some chances, right. And that that just made, God must have made me reply to that. Because nobody replied to it but me. You're the only person that replied. 
I was the only one that said something, but I understood where you were coming from when you said it, though. Right. Because I'm looking at everybody who's in that group. Right. And I'm like, Arthur fucking right. Why ain't nobody taking no goddamn chances? Right. Like, everybody just stagnant. Because it's crazy because the conversation, no disrespect to none of my niggas, because I know all, all of them are, are real, real, real true. But the conversation used to always be like, if somebody would ask me about Dave, or somebody was to ask me about DG, or if somebody was to ask me about anybody More, of, yeah. of, of my old, and I would be like, uh, I don't see them as much as often as much, but when I do see them, they on the same shit. Right. Like ain't nothing really changed. So I really don't hang with them as much because ain't nothing really changed, and I'm changing. I'm like going through a whole bunch of different levels of life. Right. And at the end of the day, every time I pop up with them, it's like the same old, same old. Right. So I'm like, ain't nothing changed. They're, right. they're the same dudes. Like they still chill. Do they want to? Everybody. I mean, people work and go to work. Yeah. But yeah. They weren't irresponsible. They it wasn't were just no irresponsible thing. It was just like. The same old thing going on. And I was on, like, trying to level up. I'm trying to get to the next level of life. I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to right. I'm trying to get that next car. I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get to the house, the bigger house. I'm trying to do these things. But I, when you got people who ain't motivated to do those things, you don't usually hang around those people. Right. So, I so here my goofy ass come. And then I, I, got this, I got this guy who just comes in my life, and he got everything that I ever really wanted to be at that you at that level to me. Like, right. damn, this dude got it. He got it. He going. You know what I'm saying? Like, he even been through through the strikes and, and pain, and he only two years older than me, and I don't understand it. But um, always knew you was very, very successful in everything that you did, but never really got a chance to actually sit down and have a conversation with Probe, you. Probe, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, when we would hang around each other, we would hang around <laughs> each other as a group. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And that was just the group thing. It was never like one-on-one Boots and Arthur time. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. But I always always know that everybody respected your opinion. Everybody respected who you were. You were a right. conversation. You was in a lot of conversations when you weren't around. So at the end of the day, I knew of you and knew about you and knew who you were. I just didn't know... I never had a conversation or for you to figure to out that who extent. I was. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, to the point where I I could see your drive. You're yeah. right. I didn't I mean I knew I knew you were the oldest one out the group. Yeah. And I knew that because of that, you separated from the group early. Yeah, early. I mean, soon as soon as high school ended, yeah. just, you were gone. I was like, I just, out of the picture. I went straight to college. So it was like I'm out. Yeah, and I was already gone. I had been gone at that point. Yeah. So like you said, I mean you're, you're you're forty now, 40, right? Yeah. You'll be forty one in October. Yeah, that's right. So we're two years and a couple of months apart. So, mm -hmm. you know, I knew that your your drive was a little different than theirs, but it wasn't a matter of you know he's not interested in what they're interested in. It's just he did what I did. You were the only one that did what I did. This mouse. You just disappeared, and then Rob did it, and then Mort did it. You know what I mean? And everybody else kind of stayed local. But I, I think that, you know, I left before I left when y'all were or when they were starting high school. You were already yeah, there. I was already there. Yeah. So I think me leaving really shook Rob. Yeah. And when Rob got shook and he started, you know, basically feeding that to everybody else, it was like, oh, shit. You know, one day your support system might be gone. We need to build a new one. You know what I mean? We need to rally up. You know what I mean? But at the same time, we can't sit still. Yeah. But there was that, you know, that 
comfort zone. Everybody creates yeah, a comfort it com- zone. It was comfortable. Very yeah, comfortable. Hey, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm going. I, I can. I don't need to go all the way to Florida like he did. Yeah, but Rob was. He was always the one that'd be like, "Yeah, I got to take it to the next level." Yeah. So and he, he went, went to Cincinnati, and then he went overseas. Yeah, he went. And he'd been there ever since, you know. So, but I knew that. He never lost that attachment to here. I knew that Mort never lost that attachment to here. Mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, you never lost that attachment to here. So when the opportunity came to really kind of circle back to here, yeah, it was like, well, I know who's... And it wasn't a matter of other people not having their drive. It was just that everybody had their limits. Yeah. And, excuse me, and um, I knew that limits were the holdback. So when I decided, okay, I'm past my comfort zone, I'm about to step out of my comfort zone, I'm about to get uncomfortable, I'm about to go in a different direction, and I'm bringing you motherfuckers with me whether you want to come or not. Yeah. So the first thing I did was I asked, who wants to come with me? And like you said, you were the only one that responded. Mm-hmm. But I think once you did it, it kind of started a chain reaction. Yeah. It, if you it, notice, it, it, it really everybody stepped their game up. I had to. I, it, it was a lot of convincing, though, Arthur. It wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy thing. It wasn't easy for me to get you to do. It, it. it wasn't easy for you to get me. <laughs> but it was. It was a hard thing to get everybody to understand why I was messing with you so hard, even though they messed with you way before. So they already knew what you were about. Like right. they. They was like, all right, you getting into it with Arthur. He's the real, real. You know what I'm saying? Like. Things can happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And nothing bad, but it's just like things can happen and it can get overwhelming. And I'm like, that's what I want, though. I want I want right. to be in that space. I want to do those things. I want to be a boss. I don't want to be this person that's just, we sitting down here and we having <laughs> these podcasts and we just talking about this shit and it's not going nowhere. Right. I don't, I'm 40 years old. I can't play with this. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not a play, play thing. Just like me buying all this equipment was never nothing to play with. It was for Hell me no. to really learn and make some money off of it. Right. So if I'm going to buy it and I'm going to get into it, let's get into it. If you're going to be a podcaster, be the fucking best podcaster you can be. Right. I'm not the podcaster. Right. I, I feed off you. That's what I do. I sit there and I feed off you. Right. I can make a podcast good, though. I'm, I know I can, but right. I'm just saying I feed off you. If you ain't going to say nothing, I really ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> right. I have nothing to say. Right. This is not my forte. <laughs> it's not my thing, though. I don't know no facts. I don't know nothing. But I think I think everybody else's experiences are what allowed it to be what it is. Yeah. Because to your point, you know, I was associated with all of them mm-hmm. before we ever made mm-hmm. any alliances. Right. DG came to my house in California. Yeah, I you remember know, that. He Dave came that. to my house in Florida when they were still they in high school. That. You know, what I mean, Mort came to visit me all the time in Florida. Matt never left my side. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ron was wherever the action was. Yeah, That's what Ron was. was. Wherever there, yeah. it was, he was there. And Rob, obviously, no matter where I went, he yeah. was there because that's my little brother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we always had that association. So when somebody, when I, when I basically shined a flashlight in their face and said, are you ready? They knew what they was committing to once they said it. You didn't. I didn't. And that's why they was like, "Are you 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 see we they, didn't speak, motherfucker. Said, we didn't nigga, speak Arthur for a said reason." That and nobody commented. <laughs> like but we are. Not why would you say something? Because <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't know, but but it you was, was the ready. Best thing I ever said. 
it's been the best time of my life since I said it. And 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 it's leveled up everybody in the circle. Right. Now DG doing his own concrete thing. Dave doing his own plumbing thing. More always done his own thing. Yeah. Robin started his own school. Did you know that shit? What? Yeah, he got his own school. Wow. You know what I mean? So or his own education schooling business, whatever yeah, you want to call so it. So he can he actually got students that he that, that and, literally pay him directly now. Yeah, to learn. You know, so and that was the thing, it's like you may not think you're ready to level up. You may not think you're ready to get uncomfortable, but you are. Mm-hmm. And once you see somebody doing it that you entrust and that you believe in and that 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 you cheer for and they're doing it outside of their comfort zone and they're not losing sleep over it. And like, damn, you know, he, he gave up his job at Sherwin. He gave up, you know, he didn't gave up all of this time and money. But he's still at home. He ain't been kicked out yet. His wife ain't left. You know what I mean? She's yeah. still good. So what I really got to lose. And everybody kind of started, like, filling in. And now we have this whole congregation of resources and, and skill sets. Stupid resources, though. So now it's like, all right, so now let's take it to the next level. Because <laughs> ain't, there ain't enough levels as yeah, far as I'm I, concerned. I, I do. Every, every time we get to a certain point in our progress, I get anxious. I get anxiety, and then <laughs> I have to get over it. I get over it. Right. I, it. I get over it when it comes. It's like, all right, because once we get over it and I know what I'm into, it's like, but the unknown is always scary. You it's know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's always it's like, damn, this is my life is about to change in a whole nother direction. Like, Again. I'm going to be right. in a whole nother space now. I'm going to be doing some other things. I don't know what it's going to be, but once you get used to it, it's like it's an everyday thing. Right. And that's what's exciting about where we're at. And I think what's important about the relationship we have is that, you know, you used a lot of your circle to kind of overcome some some of that anxiety. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, I've tried this before. There's been people that have made these promises to me before and it just didn't work out. You want to talk about how some of that happened? Um, a lot of a lot of it. It's really ain't nothing to talk about, but mm-hmm. a lot of it just came from. Uh, like me, family letting you down, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, me just being the person that, all right, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna stick my neck out there for you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make some stuff happen for you. All you got to do is this, right? And then when it comes down to when it's time to do this, it doesn't get done, right? So since it doesn't get done, that whole plan just falls straight through the ground, right? And when plans fall through the mm-hmm. ground, I tend to tuck my tail and bounce. You know what I'm saying? See. Yeah, because I know that if I can't depend on you in that little tiny situation, what you going to do if this was a big situation? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I can't have nobody in a circle if we trying to do this, especially in music, because I, I kind of research what I do when it comes down to like all these artists and people who are big. Mm-hmm. Like I know what happens in the music industry and it's easy to get caught up. Uh, it's been situations where. We had opportunities to be in in something that was could have been big and took mm-hmm. us to a whole nother level. But then somebody goes and fall out with the person who has the connection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you go fall out with that dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, you sabotaging the whole thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, why would you do that? And that happened on multiple occasions. Like, why are you sabotaging something that somebody can give us and put us in another position? You sabotaging it. If that if that man said, all you got to do is sign this contract with me, we'll do, I don't even know what the contract would have been, 50-50, whatever, but you're the artist, we know you good, I'm going to take care of everything, though. Mm. 
I'm going to sign a little contract because it ain't really, I'm not losing. I'm not coming out of no money. I'm not losing at all. It's not a con. It wasn't a contract where it was like a 360 deal or anything. Right. It was just like, I'm just, I just want to get paid for all the efforts I'm doing for you. You right. know what I'm saying? So sign this contract and we can make these things happen. Uh, nah, I ain't signing that. Dude, it's going to be some paperwork that need to be signed when it's time to get the money, man. What Shit the fuck? What is you pot. doing? Right. You ain't you ain't putting nothing up. I could see if you was putting up your money and all of a sudden you saying you ain't signing it because you know you can do better without it. Mm. You and, and to this day you're not better without it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you would have did that, who's to say where you would have been today? Right. It ain't even have to be me. <clears throat> I'm talking about that was for you. Right. And you ain't want to make that decision. So I can't be around people who I ain't signing nothing. I ain't signing no contracts. I understand if you don't want to sign a contract. If it's not a good contract, definitely don't sign it. Right. But if a paperwork comes to the table, that means that somebody is really serious about you. Right. And they want to see you win. But right. they got to make sure that they protect their sales too, though. And that's the key. That's the key to, that's the key to signing. You yeah. know, you, you got to know when you're somebody is, when you're basically signing your life away. Yeah. And when somebody is saying, no, I need you to sign this for my benefit. Yeah, because you can easily because if go you, in. If you screw up, then I'm the one that's, you know, stuck. Yeah. So you're not signing it for you. When somebody's forcing something in your paper, in your face saying, just sign here. Trust me. Everything's fine. Trust me. Everything's fine. Just sign it. Just sign it. You're signing your life away. Yeah. If they're begging you to sign, it's because they know what your value is and they want to capitalize on yeah. it. But when you go to somebody and say, you know, this is what I brought to the table. And they're like, well, I think we can make this work, but only if you sign this piece of paper. Yeah. And they're saying, I truly believe in you. But just in case you flake, yeah, I need to protect I myself. I need to protect myself because if I go out <clears throat> and spend all this money, it's not about to be all a loss for me. Right. The minute you flake, I own it all. Yeah. My, I'm covered. My my assets are covered. My investments are covered. Yeah. I own all this shit and you get nothing because you flaked. Right, and but, that's that. That's the signature you want to give. Yeah, and because and, now, you, but now you own it, and that's the other part. A lot of people don't like that responsibility of oh shit, it's on me. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's right. like once I sign this paper, I'm kind of obligated, right, to do what I'm supposed to do. Right, and it's like, dude, you supposed to do this anyway. Why are you trying to run from it? Right, and a lot of people just run from responsibility. responsibility. That's it's, it. It, it's it's a black thing. It's in the <clears> black community heavy. You run from responsibility. I'm a I'm a true run from responsibility guy at one point in time in my life. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's not till I got into my 30s that I start owning up to knowing that I can't run from everything. Right. I have to stick my neck out there if I want to be successful. And it gives us a bad rap. It's why most people, you know, that's why the whole phrase dead be dads, you know, because they feel like black dudes are running from their responsibilities yeah. as parents. And that's not necessarily always the case, but it's a stigma we got to overcome. And I think you figured out how to do that because in all of those situations when you were basically being let down time and time again, it was never by the people in that group that we are both associated no, with. No, I they was were never not, let so you down came by back my to people. The, to the source and said, when, when you know, push come to shove, I know who I can invest in and who will invest in me and I don't have to worry about them letting yeah. me down. So I think that's why when I pose that question, and you were in that space. It's like, I didn't done this before, but for some reason, this feels different. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You said that to me at one it was point. Just, it, was just, it was just a different feel. I, was, I, felt, I felt you. I felt like 
everybody in the group should be <clears throat> taking some type of chances, not just me and you. Because like I said, I responded with, I take chances every day, bro. That was like, the first thing you said. That's all I, that, I, that was my response. Like, I take chances every day. I don't, I don't know what these dudes doing right. in the group, but <laughs> right. I know what I'm doing. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking these chances. I'm trying to figure it out. And I know how successful you were, so I was like, huh, maybe if I can get Arthur to kind of talk to me and get me through this shit, we'll be, I, I can get some. And I, the initial conversation was exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about that is when I first left Sherwin, which was two years, almost a year and a half before that conversation, mm-hmm. Might have been, yeah, it was, might have been two years before that conversation. I left to consult. And right. there's a huge difference between coaching and consulting. Yeah. I've been explaining this to a lot of people lately. Consulting is when you say, hey, Mr. Specialist, you understand my industry. Here are my problems. Create the fix. Implement the fix. Fix the problem. Build me for the results. Yes. Coaching is when it's, hey, Mr. Coach. This is the problem I have. What do I need to do to make it right? Mm-hmm. And it requires a, a level of responsibility and ownership in how the result is actually played right. out. The, so I'm, you're going to help me figure out how to do it, but I got to do it. Yeah. And like I said last week, the beauty in that is you own the result. You're yeah. responsible for the result, good, bad, or otherwise. Now, mm-hmm. it's my job to make sure that you have a an appropriate plan in place, but it's not my job to create it. No. And it's definitely not my job to execute it. No. So when you basically said, I'm already doing this. Yeah. I don't want you to fix PCB studios. I want you to show me how to make it bigger than what it is. And when I realized that we were literally moving in the same direction, but you were moving, you, you had a wall. Yeah. You had this professionalism wall that you didn't, know how to break through and you didn't have the necessary um, motivation to break through, yeah. but I already had that. Yeah. I just, I don't know the, that world. I don't, that's my world now. Yeah. But I don't know yours. Yeah. So it was like, well, how can we pair these two things together? If I'm an artist and I know what I'm capable of, I just don't know how to get there. And you know, as an artist, how to make it valuable, how to make it mark or, or sound good, mm-hmm. how to make people, how to attract people to your sound, but mm. I couldn't tell you what to do with it once it's there. Yeah. And I said, well, I can't tell you how to make it sound good, but I damn sure know a good product when I see one yeah, and where to and put I it at. where I can take it and make it some money. So that's how GB Entertainment yeah. came to be. I, it was a beautiful thing. If you seen it, it was like a flower growing in the concrete. <laughs> it was great. I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. This dude is, it, it was scary, but amazing. I'm telling you. And, I, and you know, People may realize that they may do the math. It's pretty obvious. But there's a lot of homage paid to how this all started. Mm -hmm. The GB7 podcast is a reflection of the seven of y'all and how it all started. GB Entertainment is pretty much the same thing. Same thing. The logo, anybody that's seen the logo, it's made up of seven bodies. Mm-hmm. Those seven bodies represent the seven of y'all yeah, it's seven at Moore's Wedding, yeah. right? That's a that's a photo that I took mm-hmm. and tweaked and turned it into a logo. But it's a re, it's a reflection of where it all started, and, yeah. the, and the website says that this isn't something that we just you know threw some money at and said, hey, Mister Marketing guy, go figure this out. Yeah. No, I, we figured this out. Yeah. I did the marketing, I did the logo, I did all of that. It's a very you special, did your part. special story, though, and, and, right. and the way that it plays out. And I feel like when we be on uh, 
uh, 60 minutes in the years to come. Right. It's going to be a crazy story because it's going to be like, wow. I mean, most people going to know the story if you listen to the podcast. Right. I mean, we, that's what I said. talk about us all the time. That's what we said in the very beginning. When it's all said and done, these first 50 to 100 episodes of both of these podcasts are nothing but the archives. Yeah, just archives. You know, 100 years from now, people go like, where the hell did this start? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have GB this and GB that and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, man, where did they start? You're going to go back to these episodes and go, man. Yeah, it's 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 just so special, dude. Hollywood, I, I, I like to stories. see it see see it uh, unfold how it's unfolding. Um, I'm kind of like the behind the scenes and front of the scenes person. So it's I like, mean, we we are the fundamentals of the yeah, whole process. Like, we are the groundwork, and right. we just we just we work, we work, we work, and then we figure out things and try to make things happen. And I like the way everything is going right now. I, I commend everything that you do. Every time we on the podcast, I'll be like, yeah, me and Art working. Right. The the studio is moving forward. We just, we waiting on some things. But as soon as that get to popping, it's on and popping. It's on and popping. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we uh, we filled up a whole episode talking about you and just talking about how you, how instrumental you are to what happens I'm just next. happy that everybody is happy. That's That was my goal at the beginning of this. What you mean? To make everybody happy with what they wanted to do when it came down to audio engineering. Okay. So the product that I gave you at the end of the day. Yeah. So your podcast, their podcast. Dave be so excited to listen to his podcast every Wednesday, even though he is the one who did the podcast. Right. <laughs> he be so pumped. Like, that makes his day. You know, I get it, though, because I'm telling you, over the past, I wasn't a big podcaster before we started this process right. either at all. But over the past, let's say, month, people have been sending me podcasts going, hey, man, listen to this. It don't sound as good as yours, but I kind of like what they're talking about. What do you think? Maybe you could talk about it on your show. And that's I listen to great, some of these That's podcasts. a great comment. I, I, mean, I mean, that's compliment. every single time. It don't, sound, a, good it don't sound nearly as good as yours. And I I mean, I literally got people that are saying to me recently, like, I can't even listen to that because it's so jarbled. The guy is talking. He's mumbling. You can't understand what he's saying. They sound like they're in completely different rooms and they're sitting at the same table because they got crappy mics. Or they don't. It's like you can't mistake the quality of a good podcast. Dude. And I'm telling you, I I don't listen to our podcast. I don't listen to your podcast. I don't listen to nothing. You're here. You but, don't need to listen to it. You made it. But one day I sat with Dave one day at his house in his backyard, and I was like, put on a podcast. I never listened to it. And he was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to put on an episode for you. And he played the episode, and I'm like, God damn, that sound good. <laughs> I never knew it sounded that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, because once you, once you, I mean, in here, I listen to the podcast here. And of course, in my studio, it's always going to sound good to me because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make it sound good. But then it goes through so many different Layers, hands after yeah. that. Like, I email it to y'all. Then y'all, y'all put it on Anchor. And then Anchor processes it and then it d- turns into this. But once it gets to Anchor and, and it gets to where it's supposed to be, it sounds good. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Even the sound effects, they like perfect level. I remember at the beginning, I used to have the sound effects loud as hell. Right. Wow. I'm like, they used to be like, damn, why does they got the sound effects so loud? <laughs> Learned my lessons from that. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just trial a trial and error, man. It's trial and error, dude. Well, yeah, man, you know, I'm glad we took the time to do this because, to your point, it really does take 
recognition, you know, yeah. to really see not only where we're at or how we even got to this point, but why we're doing what we're doing. I think the more people tune in to these conversations, even if they're listening to it 20 years from now, they're like, oh, now nah, I get it. You know what I mean? Because I never understood why, you know, this it was a publicly traded company, but it was always like the same four people in charge. Or why was it that, you know, other entities never really got involved? Because it's bigger than business. Yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't built on just business. It was right. built on a true family thing. And, and and LeBron is the perfect example of this. Yeah. He's almost 25 years into this basketball business, mm. but it's the same individuals that he played, not just that brought him to the fold that he literally played, played basketball, basketball with, with. Yes. that dictate his every single move with him. And that is amazing, dude. You know what I mean? And and maybe it's a maybe it's a Northeast Ohio thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I can tell you, you we know stick together like that's that's how we operate. <laughs> you know, this is a family affair. Yeah, and the shit play. that happens behind the scenes, you'll never hear about it. Because no. we don't put our no, no, information no, on wax. We ain't got, I mean, it, it don't And it ain't even happened yet. Right. That's the killer part about it. it, it we ain't millionaires yet. We no. ain't had the Joe Button situation yet. But even if we did, you'd never know it. Yeah, but also, people, we, we're so transparent. So if, if somebody has a problem with somebody, it's talked about. It's, oh, not, yeah. it's not really like one of them things where we're going to sit there and not say something. Right. And I admire the shit out of that shit. Because right. it, 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 it makes you confront the situation at hand, even if it's a blindside situation, it makes you confront it and be like, listen. And it's never, I, I, there was never a time with anybody that it was like this big old, like, let's work. Let's mm -hmm. let's fight it out. Nah, it's always a, t a conversation. Let's talk it out, right. Let's talk about this. You know what I'm saying? Let's figure it out. When we leave this table or when we leave wherever, we gonna, yeah, you, you can leave feeling the same way or you can leave feeling different. All I'm going to say is I'm going to tell you the truth on my end, and you tell me your truth, and that's where it is. And we ain't we dealing with this shit no more. Right. We've had with. those situations. It's over with. And, We've and had I, those I actually, I actually love those people more now. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. I love the person that, if I got into it with anybody, I love that person more because we got into it, though. Right. That's just like if and you, you worked it out. If you fought some, some fought your one of your, if you fought your bully and then you became, you and your bully became best friends all of a sudden. Yeah. Because oh, all it's of happened sudden, plenty of times. You like, ah, oh, you are no punk. Right. I want to hang with you now. <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I told you, you weren't about to just bully me, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was our entire childhood. It's like, oh, okay, go test me and, you know. Test me and then we become great friends. Or you at least respect the fact no, that I didn't express, run. Ex respect me, yes. Right. And you don't you don't ever have to like me. No. You don't have a choice. Because no. if you don't like me, you better, I, I, you so better run. I, <laughs> I can't. It's certain people that I don't think I will ever fall out with, dude. <clears throat> it's yeah. just like, dude, we got, we, we way past falling out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to figure this shit out. We're too invested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Emotionally, spiritually, yeah. financially, mentally. Yeah. Environmentally, we're just yeah. invested. But some it's friends, like I can just, I can get them out of there. Like I'll be like, you know what? Uh, we're not good as friends. Right. I'm just not gonna hang around you anymore. But I'll say hi and, and yeah, give you I'll dap in the streets, right. and we'll be like, bro, I miss you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you good? Uh, the, yep. The you old good? times, yep. but the family I'm good. Yep. All right, peace. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. You are not coming over for dinner. 
But it's just but, certain people I yeah. can't I can't walk away from. If I know your mama, I can't walk away from. You. <laughs> if I know your that's, mama, that's there's deep. no way to get around. You. Especially my mama, she go ask, "Where you at?" Well, I ain't seen her. Man. No ask way to get around you yeah. if I know your mama, bro. Right, right, right. So yeah, man. Thanks, thanks a lot for uh, for making my fans aware of who I'm dealing with. Because like I said once before, you know, I have to go to market for the tools and the resources that we need to move beyond this point yeah. because I'm not stopping. Yeah. I am going to continue to raise the bar. And, and as I, I raise the bar, there's going to be more and more people involved. And the first thing they say is, who do you believe in? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, this is my guy. This is my guy. You want to understand it. why? Listen to episode number 33. That's right, Joe. We got our pipping zone today. Yeah, Listen to episode baby. number 33. If you want to know how this all began, the two people that got this off the ground, listen. you know who I am. Yeah. Listen to episode number 33. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a worker bee, man. I work, I'm, I'm behind the scenes. That's right. But, but you do your part, man, and I appreciate you for when it. You, when you see something that GB7 <laughs> Entertainment has something to do with, Nine times out of ten, I had something to do with that. Right, right. GB7 Entertainment, AG's Convos, PCB Studio is his tattoo. That's him. That's him. Mm-hmm. GB Entertainment, that's as much him as it is anybody else. And that's what we go do, man. We just go keep. We just go keep putting it out there. We just go keep pushing the envelope until people really realize that, you know, there's something special going on here, and I want to be a part of it. And if you want to be a part of it, you can too. GBENTmedia.com. Let us know what you want to do, and we'll tell you how you can participate. I appreciate you all for listening in. This is AG's Convos, and we out. AG's Convos. We're going to show you how the world goes. AG's Convos. We're going to show you how the world goes.